A magnificent El Dorado town car. The Outline. World Dispatch. It's Tuesday, December 26, 2017. I'm Adrian Jeffries. This week, instead of regular shows, we're replaying some of our favorite stories from 2017. Today, Sam Thonis and Billy Disney go to what's been called the world's largest trivia contest. And Owen Phillips tries to solve a mystery about porn. Here's the dispatch. Culture. Back in May, Billy Disney and Sam Thonis went to Wisconsin to follow a huge trivia contest that's been an annual tradition for almost 50 years. Dispatch producer John Logamarsino spoke to them about their experience. Okay, so Billy Disney. Hello. And Sam Thonis. Hey. So you guys were just in Wisconsin shooting something for the outline. Can you tell me about it? Uh, yeah, we were doing this short doc in this town called Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Uh, they do this annual contest there where this local radio station reads trivia questions over the air for 54 hours straight, and hundreds of teams participate. So trivia, 48, 359 teams, 9,942 players. Are you ready to play this game, peoples? The whole town gets, like, really into it, and... The reason we were interested in it is because uh, it claims to be the world's largest trivia contest. There's a tension in the air, a sort of electricity that cannot be ignored. But what was more interesting to us than it being the biggest is a lot of the like weird local traditions um, that come with an annual event like this. Yeah, and one of the best examples of that, I think, started with three people. It started with a guy named Jim, a guy named Barry, and a guy named Robert Redford. Jim basically runs the show for the radio station. Animated character Mr. Turner gives pet names to different characters around the house. What is the title and name he gives to the unicorn? How would you describe him, Billy? Uh, Jim is an Italian guy from Chicago who moved to Stevens Point and he's been running this contest for about 40 years. Uh, Owen, the, the reporter on the story, actually compared him to Jerry Garcia at one point, and he was like, yeah, I am kind of like Jerry Garcia, and then he held up his hands and wiggled his fingers, and he was like, but I got all of these. That's the kind of guy Jim is. What I want going out over the air is chaos, total chaos. We need to sound like we haven't a goddamn clue of what we're doing. And then there's Barry. Yeah, so Barry Heck is this guy who's been doing the contest since the mid-70s. Um, he has a team called Network. They, they work out of, their, uh, out of his mom's basement, actually, where they have this incredible physical library of books about just every random fact you could imagine. Like up here is, is the beginning of my favorite collection. It's, it's the Almanac collection. He, he's just this soft-spoken, brilliant trivia genius. The team now has every edition of the World Almanac. Barry's awesome. And he's been playing pretty much since the beginning of the contest when he was a kid. And then the third player in the story is Robert Redford. Yeah, Robert Redford is Robert Redford. He's one of the most famous actors of the 60s and 70s. I'll jump first. Nope. Then you jump first. No, I said. What's the matter with you? I can't swim! These three guys uh, ended up in this strange trivia tradition in Stevens Point. 
Barry and Jim go way back. Well, uh, he's my old math teacher. I was in his um, algebra class in ninth grade. That would have been the um, 75, 76 school year. So during the contest, Jim goes by the name The Oz, which is the name for the host. He's been doing it since 1979. And ever since Jim became the Oz, knowing how to work with and around him has become a big part of the strategy for Barry and his team. Uh, you know, the relationship is, is sometimes strained, but generally pretty good. Jim mans the contest's complaint line himself, in case there's a dispute over a question. This is 90FM's station manager, Kyle Pachinski. Uh, if there's a trouble with a question or an answer, or if they think someone thinks that their answer should have been correct, then they call this guy. You get to talk to Jim Oliver, sometimes it's not that pleasant, we'll put it that way. Seriously? No, sometimes they are right, and I'm wrong. Tell yeah. me about something last recently you were I don't see about. how we have to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what gets us to Robert Redford. Okay, in 1979, I wrote the contest for the first time. And one question that I got from Time Magazine was, uh, who was appointed, or the person who was appointed sword commissioner in Provo, Utah in 1976? Robert Redford. So, gosh, we didn't uh, know, but we got the mayor of Provo on the phone right away, and he told us who it was. A uh, fellow named J. Earl Wignall. After, after we gave the answer, Robert Redford, some complaints started coming in, and they're saying, we've been on the phone with the mayor of, of Provo, Utah, and so-and-so is the sewer commissioner. And I said, yeah, I don't think so. I need some proof. Well, the answer given on the air was, was Robert Redford, who actually um, lived out in Provo Canyon which is a completely different place in spite of the fact that they both have the word Provo in their names. So we're fighting over this thing um, for like 12 hours with first place hanging in the balance. Jim just won't give in. No, the actor Robert Redford at the height of his career did not actually serve in like the fourth largest city in Utah, which is a real job, as their sewer commissioner. He really didn't do that. It doesn't sound hard. That It would be hard to convince someone that no, he really did not do that. But it was extremely hard and uh, it got a little bitter, we'll put it that way. Between you and the Oz? Yes. Eventually, Jim gets a hold of Robert Redford's manager, but oddly enough, even he didn't know the answer. So then he got on the phone with the mayor of Provo himself. And so it turns out, talking to the mayor of Provo, Utah, that Robert Redford, in fact, was appointed uh, sewer commissioner of Provo Canyon, Utah, which Time Magazine forgot to put in their article. They left out the word canyon. Apparently in Provo Canyon, Redford's position was kind of a neighborhood joke, and the position was more of a figurehead. So I go out and I get on the air, and I'm like, yeah, we got to throw this question out. And I was really hurt because, you know, I'd worked so hard and made all these long-distance calls, and I was wrong. So then the following year, first question was, who was appointed sewer commissioner of Provo Canyon, Utah in 1976? And everybody called him Robert Redford. The tension with Barry isn't Jim's only strained relationship. It's affected his personal life, too. 
I've been thinking about this a lot, and I've been thinking that with trivia, I can't have a, I, I can't put a woman through this. I, I, it just doesn't work out. Does it get you really tied up? This gets you kind of all turned oh, yeah, inside yeah. out. I mean, it's, every which it's way. It's cost me two marriages. Really? Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Trivia. Yeah. That's really how much this contest means to Jim. Keeping this tradition alive is more important to him than any one relationship. And tradition is the reason the answer to the first question every year is always the same. Song, correct answer, Robert Redford. Robert Redford was the correct answer to question number one. On to question number two, hour one, Trivia 48. What is the brand and product which used the following trademark slogan There's a lot more to the story of Stevens Point Trivia than just this. And if you go to theoutline.com, you can check out the awesome mini doc that these guys made. And you can also take a quiz and try to answer some of the toughest questions from this year's contest. You can find a link in the show notes. The future. Over the summer the ex-hamster Wikipedia page suddenly and inexplicably became immensely popular. Reporter Owen Phillips wanted to figure out why, and he found himself in a deep rabbit hole looking for the answer. He talked about the case with Sam Thonis back in July. Owen Phillips. Hey. You're here today with an unsolved mystery. About porn. About porn, yeah. Sort of. So, about... I don't know, maybe three or four weeks ago, I started following a page that tracks the most viewed English language Wikipedia pages every day. And usually the most viewed English language Wikipedia page is something that was in the news that day. So for example, when Prodigy died, uh, he was one of the most viewed English language Wikipedia pages. But about, like I said, three or four weeks ago, I started to notice a different page was becoming one of the most viewed pages. And that was X Hamster. What's X-Hamster? So X-Hamster is... I've never the, heard of it. Yeah, well, uh, X-Hamster is the third largest adult website uh, behind Pornhub and X-Videos. So it specializes in user-created content. People upload their videos and then people watch them. And basically since the beginning of June, X-Hamster's Wikipedia page views have tripled, uh, essentially overnight, and there doesn't seem to be any reason why. So you said it spiked. Did it just it's did it spike and then go back to its normal traffic or what happened? Right. So basically on May 29th, X Hamster went from receiving about 100,000 page views a day typically to essentially getting 300,000 page views just the next day. And it's been that way every single day since then. Yeah. My first thought was to talk to the guy who actually runs the site. So my name is Mahmoud Hashemi, and I am the lead developer on a lot of HatNote projects, but we also run a daily updated list of the top 100 most visited Wikipedia pages in over a dozen languages. But English, of course, is the most popular, and there are some very interesting trends uh, that will make themselves apparent if you go through enough history of our uh, like, you know, sort of archive of top 100 Wikipedia pages. Uh, we knew it was just a matter of time until somebody noticed this and asked us about it. X Hamster is the third most popular adult website. 
And so if you compare it to other pornography websites, their Wikipedia page views, like Pornhub and Xvideos, it has uh, way, way, way more, uh, like 10 times more views on a daily basis. I even actually decided to just call up XHamster, the spokesperson there, a guy named Mike Stabile, and I asked him if XHamster.com has seen an increase in traffic in their site, kind of similar to the Wikipedia traffic, and he said that it hasn't. So we didn't see, you know, traffic has been growing for us. Um, you know, I reached, we have on a, you know, a yearly basis, uh, something like 20 billion um, page views. While we're not quite as big as Wikipedia, um, you know, we haven't necessarily seen the same sort of dramatic bump over that time period. All right. So as soon as you say this, I have a bunch of ideas of, you know, what could be happening. What, what, Tell me about your journey to figure this out. What have you figured out? Right. So the first thing I looked for was to see if X-Hamster just was in the news. And they were. So around the end of May, they announced their support for this product uh, called Minimize, which is this motion tracking software device that you put on your desk that tracks to see if anyone comes in the room behind you, and it'll close all your browser windows really fast and shuts off your uh, sound to your speakers. My name is Mose. This is the Minimize motion sensor. And I thought, oh, that's that's got to be what's driving all this traffic. Minimize. Say nothing. Hide everything. Uh, but the thing is, that story didn't really get picked up in the news that much. A few media outlets, you know, linked to it here and there. But in general, it was kind of not really a big news story. Uh, Mike Stabile from X-Hamster suggested that it's possible that maybe X-Hamster's Wikipedia page was being linked to in the foreign press. And that's why I wasn't able to see it, because maybe Google search engine didn't pick up a news site in Russia or India or China or so on. But Mahmoud said that's possible, but you wouldn't see the sustained level of traffic that you've seen all over the course of June. Yeah, it, it doesn't follow any sort of normal news cycle things. It's got that really highly consistent thing. All right, so that theory sounds wrong. Right. What's What was your next theory? So I started poking around a little bit on how Wikipedia reports uh, page view traffic numbers. And the FAQ on this... Uh, page view analysis tool suggests that if you are seeing a lot more desktop views than mobile views, there's a very good chance that it's coming from bot-driven traffic, because normally on Wikipedia, you see about a 50-50 split from desktop and mobile views. But here's where it gets really weird. All of the views mostly are coming from mobile. There's only about 2% of the views are actually coming from desktop. So it's the flip of what you would expect if it was a bot-driven traffic okay. increase. So that kind of supports the theory that I've been thinking about, which is what is it possible that Google search results are listed in such a way that when people are searching on mobile for some reason, a result that seems like it's porn happens to actually go to Wikipedia? Yeah, I, I, have, I looked around to see if, you know, Google had changed their search algorithm, if any news about that. Um, it doesn't seem to be the case. Uh, one of the guys here at the Outline who works here, uh, William Turton, uh, suggested that maybe possibly that Apple changed the way their Spotlight feature works. So when you maybe when you search on your phone for X Hamster on Spotlight, uh, instead of coming up with xhamster.com, it shows up the X Hamster Wikipedia page. But that doesn't seem to be the case either. I tried that with a number of phones, and there doesn't seem to be any news about that either. So that theory seems to be out the window as well. I have to imagine, I mean, you know, I think I think people have their, um, I don't speak from experience here, but I think people have their, like, porn habits, right? Their, like, ritual around what, how they visit a porn site. And I have to imagine that that spike has something to do with people's muscle memory of going to a certain link, and that link changed, changed. right? The, yeah. That, has to, it's, that seems to me like, some, like it has to have something to do with that. 
Yeah, I mean, I looked at, if you Google X-Hamster on in Google, the first search item is still xhamster.com, not the Wikipedia page. So uh, it seems that seems like a plausible theory, but uh, I haven't been able to find any evidence that supports it. So it sounds like you haven't quite nailed it. Um, did Mahmoud offer any of his own theories? He did. So Mahmoud suspects that X-Hamster is using bots to drive traffic to their own Wikipedia page. Let's say someone who isn't me, right, uh, knows some people who uh, have done stuff like this before. And um, the, the way it works is like, you know, you just have, like, if you've ever searched for something on the App Store, there's some really funny things in the App Store. But uh, basically what it is, is like, you know, you have some app out there, like cool car sounds and backgrounds, right? And someone downloads that. And in the, ba- and in the background, it's actually doing this SEO stuff, not just to Wikipedia, but to probably a lot of sites in this SEO firm's like portfolio. The idea is that if X-Hamster has a popular Wikipedia page, it'll rank higher on Google search results or Bing search results relative to its competitors. And to do this, they're using basically like a mobile phone handset uh, botnet. And this is just a gray area of the internet that is uh, coming to the surface here because Wikipedia is so transparent with their numbers. Most other sites would be a lot more aggressive in filtering this. If this is effective, an effective way uh, to increase your SEO ranking, uh, wouldn't we see this among other websites as well? Right, and, and that's, that's sort of what leads me to wonder if this is just someone at X-Hamster who happens to know someone who's doing this sort of back channel or something like this. I don't actually know, right? Now we're getting to my personal speculations. Because if it was a firm and this was successful, You'd think they would go around and say, hey, we'll do it for you, like, you know, other porn site or like, you know, you porn or whatever it's called, right? Like, we'll go around to all these porn sites and like sell them on this service, right? Um, but instead, it's only X-Hamster that's doing this. But I really don't think that this is any sort of secret sauce. Like, probably someone's going to get some ideas from this, but like, re- realistically, I don't think this has any effect. Uh, I don't think that Google takes this stuff into account. Um, and I don't even, I mean, we've, we've asked some people to look into if Wikipedia has driven additional traffic to X-Hamster, and um, I'm looking at the thread right now and, and, you know, like, no. At least in 2016, right, it didn't seem like they got any more outgoing traffic from Wikipedia than their next sort of competitor in the field. So, yeah, I mean, that, that theory seems fairly plausible. Um, do you think... Like, do we have any proof of that? Well, so I went back to X-Hamster and Mike Stabile to ask him what he thought about this idea. And he's responded in an email and he said, it's not something that I would think would even work. For SEO purposes, Wikipedia is a no-follow site, meaning it doesn't pass on any SEO value for the backlinks. Essentially, what Mike is saying is that Wikipedia page views don't factor into Google or maybe Bing's search algorithm. The mystery continues. Pretty much, right? I mean, that's, I mean, it's like, if he's saying that, I don't know, I mean, maybe he doesn't know, it's unclear. So this was a huge waste of time. Well, and, I mean, uh, it was and fun. And you subjected yourself to lots of porn. No, this was actually one of the more fun stories to report. But if anyone out there is listening and has a theory or a potential clue as to what's causing the search traffic, I would really like to know because it would help me sleep at night because I've only been thinking about this for the last few days. Owen, thanks. Thanks for having me. Since we first aired this story, a lot of you have weighed in on what might be going on. Unfortunately, we weren't able to confirm any of these theories, but to this day, page views on the X-Hamster Wikipedia page continue to be really high. 
around 275,000 per day. Thanks for listening. Do you like the show? That's great, because there's a new one every Monday through Thursday. You can subscribe to The World Dispatch in whatever app you use for podcasts, or if you have a Google Home, try saying, hey Google, play news from the outline. I'm Adrian Jeffries. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with more of our favorite stories tomorrow morning.